JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. JB, I have some very exciting news, very fruitful news for you this morning. Oh, okay. Light sheets are flying the flag right here in Bundaberg. They're flying the flag right here in Bundaberg. Yes, they are. Okay. They're delicious fruits. They're one of your favourite foods, JB. I absolutely bloody love lychees. It's just coming on the end of lychee season, mm. so they've wrapped up. I know the one on the corner there on... What is it, uh, Wunduma Street? I think they're all shut oh, up the now. Oh, the big sign there. Yeah, they're yep. all done now. But, um, yeah, I do love my lychees. Yes, you do. And I think you might be pleased to know this, that a Bundaberg farm right here is, for the first time ever, exporting directly from Bundy Farm to New York. It's up to you, New York. How cool is this? They've done it before to Los Angeles. Now they're doing it directly from Bundaberg to the United States. No. It's so cool. How are you not on board with this? Craig Van Ruyen, he farms lychees, avos, macadamia nuts. He's done it off to Singapore, Hong Kong, New Zealand, Canada, the Middle East, and now for the first time they've got a brand new market. Almost $50,000 worth of lychees have gone overseas there. No. No? What do you mean no? Are lychees going to waste here? They're not going to waste. Like you said, it's the end of the season, so they're picking well, up. They're making sure that locals have no, got you, jobs You've missed here. my question. Are they? Are we throwing them away? Like, uh, at the end of the season, are we throwing out wa- lychees? Are they going to waste, or are we consuming them all? Well, I think we're picking them for the purpose of shipping them overseas. Okay. So we're, so we're not throwing – so if we're not throwing them away, because mm-hmm. I'm confused, you didn't really answer that. I'm, so if we're not throwing them away, why the yep. hell are we shipping them off to another country? Does that mean we'll just have less access to the good ones because – Bunch of bloody New Yorkers are eating our delicious Bundy fruit. <laughs> oh, you're seeing this the wrong way. Why? We are going to be internationally renowned for being Bundaberg lychee growers. Do you think I'm... America will care? Do you think they'll go, look at this amazing fruit from Bundaberg? What no. is this lychee? They'll go, oh, well, look, I'll eat this treat because I'm American. And I don't care about anywhere else. No, but... they will love it. They will fall in love with Bundaberg. This They're will mean they that people want to come overseas. They want to visit Bundaberg. They want to stay in our places, visit our tourist attractions. What about well, the jobs, JB? 90 locals were employed to pick all this fruit for New York to bring $50,000 worth of cash back into Bundaberg's economy. Okay, that's good. If it was (laughs) money that wouldn't have happened and jobs that wouldn't have happened, that's good. But if we're sending lychees over there and I'm looking around in a year's time going, Mm -hmm. where's our beautiful local lychees? And there's a bunch of New Yorkers over there having a great time in the snow (laughs) eating all our lychees. He just wants to eat more lychees, doesn't he? I knew it. It's not a secret. That's the whole thing I'm saying. (laughs) Bastards. I've really riled you up this morning. No, I'm I'm happy for the business. (laughs) 90 jobs, that's always a good thing. But those New Yorkers, tell you what. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? We need to celebrate someone who has reached an epic milestone. Local resident Jack Savage like to congratulate on their 100th Birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Jack. You absolute superstar. What do they call it? A centenarian? When they Centaur. hit 100? Centaur. Centaur. You are now a centaur. Jack, congratulations. That's yeah. what you aimed for. What a name, too. Jack Savage. It sounds like something out of like a. Could be a superhero movie. movie. Could be like a hitman, Jack Savage. <laughs> the next away. Marvel character. Uh, but something that always happens when someone celebrates a milestone like their 100th birthday is the news goes there, they get a bunch of photos. Mm, and letter from the Queen. They're always asked the question, what is your secret to a long life? Yes. Well, Jack has come out with his. He has said his secret to a long life is working hard mm. and apple cider vinegar with honey 
every single morning. Like a like a little drink, a little blend, concoction thing. Yeah. Okay. So it, it got me thinking. So I started doing a little bit of research yeah. on what one hundred year olds have said is their key to long life. Ah, yes. And I've come up, yeah, with another one of JB's top threes: secrets to a long life, as voted by one hundred year olds. Great. What have you got for us? Goes without saying, avoid Rona, because that's not <laughs> a good start. Uh, but let's come I shouldn't in laugh. third spot. Three. You did laugh. Third spot, and this is voted by a lot, and this is through research by a company called Blue Zones. Yeah. They said, um, enjoy happy hour. Oh, okay. So most of the communities where people live long, healthy lives enjoy alcohol moderately and yep. regularly. Often they say red wine is is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, they say it's important to enjoy your glass of vino and the company of loved ones mm. uh, because a strong community also boosts. Yeah. Uh, wine in particular contains antioxidants that yes. strengthen the heart, and especially it's beneficial when consumed in the context of a healthy diet, like a Mediterranean diet. Yes, I have heard that. And the good endorphins, getting around the community, it's yeah. good vibes. Plus tasty wine. Yeah. Ooh, not bad, all right. Two. Uh, coming in at second spot, pretty obvious one, B active. Yep. Now, this is according to the same group, Blue Zones, who did a bunch of analytics on this. But, so what um, are they doing at 100 years old to keep active? Because I'm sure it's not the same as 20-year-olds. Well, it's not just at 100, but it's about what they do through their whole life. And yeah, okay. what they've said in this be active category is that the key to a long life isn't to necessarily smash yourself at the gym or do ridiculous hit workouts or anything like that. Mm. They've said that um, places where there's the most centenarians are places like Greece and Japan. Yep. And the one thing they have in common is they move naturally, which means that they walk to a place every day or mm. they this these little bits of exercise are included as a part of their life each and every day. Right. So these minuscule things that all add up over time rather than just getting the car for a five minute trip. Yeah, small choices if you can walk somewhere you do that. That sort of thing apparently is a massive thing in extending your life. But Great. it's not the top spot. The top spot huh. is one. This shocked me. But the top spot for a longer life is having a baby later in life. Really? So they've they've gone to all of these different places and said that uh, if you are in the second half of your 30s and looking to get pregnant, it yep. can actually release pheromones and things in the female body that like make you live longer. So it, That's insane. Yeah, there was a stat that came out. It said women who had their last child after 33 yep. were two times more likely to survive into the top fifth percentile of people in terms of age. Oh, wow. Compared to those who had finished their uh, families by the age of 29. And they call that like, you know, a geriatric pregnancy, having it a little later in life, yeah, don't they? but apparently um, it can actually make you live longer. Well, there you go. Now, everyone's going to be freezing their eggs, right? A hundred percent. Well, I don't, yeah, I Possibly. don't know. Possibly. Uh, it's another one of JB's top threes. Tips for a long life as voted by 100-year-olds. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Lies your parents never cleared up. We get it. Parents tell these white lies to their children. you got to do it. Yeah. you got to do it. And, you know, there might not be anything factually correct about it, but if it makes them listen and behave, then you do it. Well, it's a, it's it's for them, right? So yep. you want them to get the best. So my mum didn't want me walking around with cross eyes all the time, so she told me <laughs> if the wind changes, you'll be stuck permanently with crossed eyes. So, yeah, it wasn't until later in life when I come across someone who had an eye issue, mm-hmm. and I, I think I mentioned to them. You oh, offended them. I think I said, the wind changed, didn't it? And they went, what the hell are you on about? <laughs> it was the day you learnt something new. But yeah. we are clearing up those lies of your parents. Uh, we, the lies of your parents, uh, we are 
are clearing them up right now on one triple three five three. Hello, who we got there? Hey, this is Kelly. How are you going? Kelly, good, Kelly. good thanks. How are you this morning? Yeah, good, thank you. That's all right. Lies your parents never cleared up. What have you got for us? Um, there's a lot of them, but my favourite one is um, we used to live next to some bushland and there was these weeds and if you touched them, they had sap in them and, you know, poison and all those sorts of things. And mum used to tell us that if we touched them, it would make us wet the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so you never touched it, did you, Kelly? Until one never, time. Yeah. What happened? One time. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was... I was newly married, so I think I was about 25, and my husband and I were going bushwalking, and he leant over to pick something up, and I went, don't touch that, you'll wet the bed. I don't want to share a bed with you. (laughs) I was like, that's one of those things your parents tell you. (laughs) The fact that you're so worried about your husband wetting the bed. (laughs) It was until she was married until she found that out. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Good. Thanks for the call, Kelly. Have a good day. You too. We'll tag another on one triple three five three. Hello, who have we got there? Hello, you got Megan. Megan, lies your parents never cleared up. What have you got? Okay, well, it was actually me to my little brother. There's nine years between us. Yeah. So um, I would, would tell him if you swallowed your bubble gum, <laughs> every time you farted, you'd blow a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> And he told me, like, years and years later, like, into his early teens, that I really believed you. <laughs> oh, no. Did he give all your bubble gum to you, Megan? But in saying that, he spat out his bubble gum because it's not good for you. So are you the ultimate big sister? Well, that's it. He could have a whole lot of bubble gum stuck in his gut. Yeah, <laughs> or he could be farting bubbles, which is yeah. still the unproven. the medical bills. <laughs> Thanks yep. for the call. Good on you. Oh, there's uh, some great ones. Lies your parents never cleared up. Unbelievable. Now if you've got any be... more, send them to our Facebook page, yeah, please. All the kids walking around Bundaberg accidentally blowing bubbles out their backside now because we've <laughs> accidentally debunked it. <laughs> they're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Christmas Eve, Tom Smith, our local member, made the announcement that uh, they were pledging $600 million to rebuild Paradise Dam back to its original level. Oh, yeah. It was the Christmas Christmas present that we absolutely adored, right? Yeah, and then uh, just in the new year, we went, okay, that's cool. You've announced that we're going to get it, but where's the funding? Mm -hmm. Um, As I said, state government said $600 The federal government has now pledged they will match the other half. Great. this will be happening over the next few years, but um, this week it's it's sort of it, it peeves you off. So we know our farmers have been doing it tough since yeah. they dropped the level of the dam. Yes, they're under these strict water water restrictions that mm-hmm. makes it like some instances made it impossible for them to be able to survive. And there was a situation where there was water overflowing going back into the ocean. Exactly. And now we get this great news. Uh, Bundaberg farmers, Bundaberg residents are going, hallelujah, how good is this? Something is happening. Yeah. And straight away, it's like the sharks start circling. And Uh, that shark... Who is the shark? He's come in the form of the Maryborough MP, Bruce Saunders, who has come out and said... All right, cool. Look at what they're getting. Now we need a pipeline to come from there straight on down to Maryborough. Sorry, Bruce is his name? Bruce. Bruce, how do you get that in your head? It's it's also for Maryborough. Well, he's gone. Thunderbird. He's gone, you know. So there's been been things that have come out like um, saying 
it's Queensland's water, not Bundaberg's oh, water. Oh, come on. And no, don't take the state line. Well, it's just, to me, um, this is something that is essential. We know 25% of Australia's produce comes from our region. So, mm. um, it, and it's just annoying when there's people that have lobbied. Where the hell were Maryborough when there were all our farmers lobbying, pushing, arguing, spending hours to try and get this dam back to its original level? And then as soon as they finally get some good news after working hard, there's someone that comes storming in and goes, hey, we want a bit of that. <laughs> Just going, my pockets are empty. Fair. Can you guys please help us out? It makes no sense. I feel for the Bundaberg farmers that have spent how many decades rallying for this? Yeah, well, exactly right. It is decades because this has been something that was was from ages ago. But um, the Childers Kane and Macadamia grower, Joe Russo, um, he's come out and spoken back. And uh, this is a great one. He uh, spoke about it in the news mail, has said things uh, like a dam on the Burnett River for the purposes of irrigation and urban water. Water supplies for the Bundaberg area uh, area has been earmarked since 1970. He also <laughs> said that Mr. Sa- uh, Saunders needs to brush up on his history. <laughs> Uh, he said that they finally got a bill. He said the original dam was always intended to be much larger than the dam that was finally built in 2005. So when it was dropped, it made it extra yeah. hard. And now, So we had even less. And now Russell is like, no, you listen to us. This yeah. is what we have fought for. Exactly right. So we'll wait and see what happens with this. I don't think he's being taken seriously from inside word that I've got from the state government. Right. I don't think a pipeline is even on the cards. We don't so have to share. There's nothing to stress about. And um, maybe wherever this MP Bruce Saunders uh, crawled out of... He- <laughs> Maybe I'll just crawl back in there. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Visiting the doctor isn't the most uh, pleasant experience at all times. Oh, it depends on the situation. That's but true. You don't go there because you're feeling good. But no, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I guess you're not going for a barrel of laughs and a great time. No, but sometimes you get it. Sometimes you, you know. do. Sometimes like, you. One time, you I seen just... a guy fall over, and oh, oh. there was a larrikin as well. Last time I went to the doctor's, he was. Was it a some, comedy show? No, there was, a, there was a husband and wife sitting next to each other and he was trying to take selfies and she was getting up <laughs> and going, hey, what are you doing? You look like an idiot. So that was a great doctor's visit. Anyway. Wow. Well, I've had equally as much commotion in the waiting room the other day. What did you went do? To, went to my local doctor's. Yeah. Had to get my finger checked out because, you know, I've been hurting it too much. Haven't been catching the football properly yeah, at training. You jarred your finger. Oh, it's too jarred. You got the x-ray, didn't you? Um, I needed to go in and chat to the GP so that I could get the x-ray referred. Okay, yep. So I march up to the doctor, I check in, yep, I'm here. And she's like, okay, cool, go walk down uh, and have a seat in the waiting room until you get called out. Yeah, 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 no worries. So as I approach the waiting room, I almost want to turn right around and walk out the door. What happened? Sitting there in the waiting room was a man doing absolutely nothing but wearing a face mask. And the face mask was this gigantic toothy grin staring at me uh, terrifyingly. He probably got uh, it off Silly Solly's or Wish or something. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I tell you what, I just thought to myself, whatever news I get today, if I've got a broken finger, nothing as bad as what <laughs> I've seen today. any worse. <laughs> I, um... So I think you might have worded that wrong. You said he was wearing nothing but a face mask. So I'm picturing a naked guy wearing a face mask. He had clothes, guys. No, I know why you were horrified. It's... They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Speaking of icons, um, I, I've stitched one up last night. No. Yeah, I do stuff like this sometimes. Who? But, um, Who well, did you do this to? Last night, I was lucky enough to go to a uh, an event for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Oh, yes. Well, we heard the big news. They've uh, signed with Bundy for three years. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
But last night we were at the back of the club hotel in their mm. beer garden. Mm. Man, Beautiful the, place. The club's food, I don't think gets enough accolades. Bloody <laughs> tasty. Have you tried the carbonara pasta? No. Oh, I keep going on about it. I never, being a walker, <laughs> never get pasta when I go to a pub. That's but fair. Maybe I should try it one time. But anyway, it's not about the food. No. There was a Bulldogs event and they... Um, they had some special guests. They had the CEO, um, Aaron Warburton, who's in town at the moment. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Aaron, if you're listening in. But um, I I was asked to get up and, I guess, say a few words and to talk and to introduce uh, Andrew Gifford, mm-hmm. who's the who's the chair from here in Bundaberg. Well, we spoke about them the other day. Yeah. yeah. I was also asked to do an interview. Yeah. Um, now, I was having a chat with the person I was interviewing before, and he mentioned that Tom Smith, for one, Looked about forty when he's when he's much younger. He also said I looked about forty when I'm much younger. You get that a lot. I, I get that a lot. He's like he's like I think I love Queensland. He's like you all have rough heads. <laughs> so when I got up on stage, I introduced him and said the guy who just moments ago said all of us Queenslanders have rough heads. <laughs> I'd like to introduce uh, Paul Langmack. <laughs> Now, for those that don't know, Paul Langmack played in the 84, 85 and 88 grand final winning sides for the Bulldogs as a lock forward. So a star. During a very, like, that was hard nose rugby league. You didn't get a penalty for hitting someone in the head. They're much opposite. They're encouraged. They're just fighting all the time. So this guy, you look at him and he's... He's rough. I reckon he'd know how to handle He's seen some things. Absolute delight of a man, Paul Langmack. And I, and I get him up on the stage after introducing him like that. He's like, yeah, thanks for that, mate. And he says to the mic, he's like, a little word from the wise, you never, ever insult someone that you're about to give a microphone to. Oh, no. And then the he ripped, ripped into me a little bit. Uh, but I'd like to welcome Paul Langmack to Bundaberg and <laughs> promise to never introduce you in that light ever again. Good. And also say he has a rough head too. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? That's better. Bundy's feel good news. Ah, let's breathe a sigh of relief. Let's put the C word to the side and let's focus on some local feel good news brought to you by our friend Ange at the Newsmail. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Happy Thursday, guys. Well, we've seen the news of old Brucey down in Maryborough trying to put in a pipeline, um, but that's we're, we're going to sidestep that and get to some good stuff. What have you got for us this morning? So our good news story for the week is about a Bundaberg mum who hand makes a really clever line of Bundaberg region-inspired toys from all-natural fabrics. Huh? I think I've seen these at a stall somewhere. Are they turtles? Are there a lot of turtles? Yeah, so they're all animals. So including turtle hatchlings that go from an egg and once you turn the egg out, it becomes a turtle. So it's really unique and innovative. Oh, so she, it's a, like a it's inside It's a biology out. lesson. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, there you go. Um, so is, this is a local woman. How long has she been making toys for? So she spent the last 20 years sort of making all different things through her business. She first made brooches and homewares with dried gum nuts and leaves. Went wide brimmed hats and decided that she would start creating toys. So I think she's been doing it for a couple of years now, and now she's got about 20 types of animals under her belt. What a wow. talented woman. Has she got like an online shop, or can you get it like as a market? Is that where I saw it? Yeah, so uh, her toys can be found at markets around town, the Bagara Post Office, and even at the Visitor Centre on Lady Elliot Island. Oh, okay, beautiful. what's her name, and what are, what's the brand name of these toys? 
So her name is Susan Snowden, and she's from Nutty Creations. <laughs> Great Nutty name. Creations. Nutty Creations. Nutty Creations. Oh, what a beautiful toy collection. I hope she makes heaps more. Yeah, definitely. Well, she's just actually been commissioned by the Visitor Centre at Lady Elliot Island to make um, more toys for them, such as manta rays, red-tailed tropic birds, and a strawberry hermit crab that you can actually find on the island. Oh, oh. Whole visitor information, <laughs> uh, whole visitor experience. Someone can come here, they can step in our sand, they can take home our toys, they can drink our soft drinks, and they can eat our We food. are it's, self-sufficient, Bundy. It is unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you very much. Fantastic stuff, Ange. No. No worries. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Nutty creation. How good. That's it for now. Catch JV and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.